Okay, we're beginning here with the Gemara on the top of Chavdal and Amar Aleph by the two dots. Gemara queries, Does one need to make mention of Chanukah when they go to bench, when they are saying Birkat HaMazon? Now, the right away, the Baliyat Tosafot asks over here, why is the Gemara jumping back to the topic of Chanukah? Why isn't this question and what we're going to discuss here on the top today consolidated with the other Gemarot that we discussed before about Chanukah? Why do we have the inyan of Shem and Tzreifa that interrupted it? We went back to the Mishnah, discussed Shem and Tzreifa, and also now we're coming back to Chanukah again. The Baliatos will leave it as a Tzarechion. The Ritva suggests that the issue of Shem and Tzreifa is not solely relegated to Shabbat, but is also relevant when Chanukah falls out on Shabbat. And that way he thinks that maybe there's a possible connection between the two, although it's not as smooth as why the Gemara just doesn't continue topically with Chanukah in the earlier Sugyot. But the Gemara has a question here with regards to the mentioning of Chanukah al in benching. And the two tzadim are Kevin Demidra Bananu Lormad Kirinan. Since the whole holiday or the institution of Hanukkah is only rabbinic in nature, therefore we do not mention it. Or because of the impetus to publicize the miracle, maybe we would mention it in benching because that would help to accomplish more persumenisa. Now, it's clear that the Gemara assumes that in davening you would clearly mention alanisim in Shmonesre. It's only a question with regards to Birkat Amazon. And the question is, why is it so obvious to the Gemara that davening includes Alanisim? And benching has the question. So Rashi on the top here says, B'tfilah pshitolan. When it comes to davening, it's straightforward to us. Shari lahalel nik ve'u. Because the point of Chanukah is halel and hoda'ah. And therefore it's properly placed, or it makes sense to place it in Shmon Esrei. That is what Rashi said back on Daf Chaf Aleph. Rashi defined when the Gemara stated that the Chazal instituted in Megillah Tanit, that they were kav'um, the halel v'hoda'ah, that they established the days of Chanukah for halel and hoda'ah. Rashi says halel was the krota halel, and hoda'ah was lomar al-anisim, to say al-anisim. So if that's part of the Ikar institution, that to say Alanisim, there must be a place where you do say Alanisim. And so the assumption is, or what Rashi notes over here, is that that happens in Shmon Esrei. And therefore it was a given that Alanisim was going to be said in Shmon Esrei because of the demand for Halel Behodah. The question is, benching, which is not a mandatory part of Chanukah, because you don't have to have a Su'udah. You don't have to wash and bench on Chanukah. There do you need to add in Alanisim as well. That's the nature of the question. The Balei Tosafot frame it more along the lines of the Prasume Nisa. And that is that the question over here is by Tefillah, which is done B'tzibur. There it's obvious that there's Prasume Nisa. And therefore, of course, you would include Alanisim in Davening. The question arises with regards to Birkat Amazon, which one does in their privacy of their home, or which involves smaller groups of individuals generally. Therefore, maybe there's no need to say Alanisim because there's no aspect of Persume Nisa. The way that the Gemara frames the question, the question might relate to the nature of Tefillah versus Birkat Amazon. That is, the question here is because Birkat Amazon maybe is Doraita and the holiday of Hanukkah is only Midrabanan, maybe it'd be a problem rabbinically to insert Alanisim into benching, into Birkat Amazon, which is Doraita. Or maybe the impetus of Persumenisa overrides that hesitation to add something rabbinic to benching. On the other hand, when it comes to Tfilah, Tfilah is Dirabonon. And since it's Dirabonon, Dirabonon can establish or they can institute what they want inside of Davening because of the fact that it's also rabbinically ordained. And since both of them are rabbinic injunctions, 
you can have Al-Nisim be placed in davening without any question because Pursume Nisa will obviously trump. Whereas by benching, where you have the mitigating factor of it being Doraita, maybe they were more reluctant to include it in benching. So from the frame of the question that the Gemara sets up over here, that might also be the difference between Birkat Amazon and davening. So Amarava, Amarav Schora, Amarav Huna, Eno Maskir. You don't have to mention it. But if you do want to mention it, then the proper placement or the proper insertion that you would make is during Hoda'ah in the Brach of No Delecha. Just like we do that in Tefillah, in Davening, it's inserted in the Bracha of Atov Shimcha, Ulechanel Odot, and Bracha of Modim, because that's a place of Hoda'ah. So to benching, the proper location for Al-Nisim would be Hoda'ah. As Rashi says over here, Da'akula milta de'chanuka ikra l'hoda'ah nitkana. That the entire purpose of Chanukah, as Rashi said before, was for Halel, v'hoda'ah. That's to give praise to a Kodesh Baruch Hu and to give thanks to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore, it only makes sense to put it in the brocha of Hoda'ah. Now, it's interesting here that the way that Rava phrases it is that Enu Maskir, as Rashi notes over here, is Enu Tzorich Laskir. You don't have to mention it, but one does have the option to mention it. Interestingly enough, the Hagot Mamonio brings or quotes from the Rav Yah that he says that, Once the Minah came for people to mention Then it became like a Chova. He is patterning this after... What is said with regards to Arvit, Ma'ariv, where we had, had discussion as to whether it's a Chova Rishut. The Gemara's conclusion is that it is a Rishut. But then the Rishonim note that even though it's a Rishut, people accepted it, people davened on a regular basis Ma'ariv, and therefore it became like a Chova that they accepted. And the Rav Yoh formulates a similar idea with regards to the statement here, with regards to Birkat Amazon. And therefore, he suggests that im shachach, if you forget it, tzarich lagzor lavarich. Then you have to go back and bench again, or and say the bracha again, because it's become like a chova. Many question that logic of the Rav Yoh, including the emek bracha, who notes that it's very hard to say, first of all, that you were kabel alav bechova. We're not talking, speaking about davening. We're not speaking about korbanot, where you can speak about the acceptance of something that's voluntary to become a chova, like you do by a tefillah as opposed to here where you're speaking about benching. In addition, if a person makes a mistake in davening, and then we require them to daven again, you can always claim that it's a tefillat nidava if there's some problem with davening again. By Birkat Amazon, if you claim a person has done something that requires them to repeat Birkat Amazon, if it's the wrong thing to do, then it becomes a bracha levatala. There's no option for a tefillat nidava or a benching b'nidava. So they're very circumspect about this view of the Rav Yoh. And obviously it's not accepted the aloha because we do include alanisim in benching, but if you miss it, one does not have to repeat benching if they don't say alanisim in benching. Ravuna bar Yehuda iklo the Beit Rava. So Ravuna bar Yehuda went to visit the Beit Midrash or the house of Rava. Savarled gurei v'bonei Yerushalayim. He thought the proper place to insert the alanisim was in bonei Yerushalayim. Amar lehu Rav Sheshit kitfilah. Rav Sheshit said back to him, or said to them, why would you include it in Bonei Yerushalayim? It should be no different than Shmon Esrei. Ma tefillah Just like in tefillah you add into the bracha of Modim, Abirkat HaMazon behoda'ah. So too, with regards to Birkat HaMazon, one would add it in in the same bracha, or the same thematic bracha, which is hoda'ah, which is no de l'cha. 
So he thought to add it in to Bona Yerushalayim because that's where we add in Yalav Yavo. And as Rashi notes over here that that's the proper place to add it in because that's a place where you mevakesh rachamim al Yisrael by Yerushalayim to bring back the Avodah. And therefore, it would be appropriate to mention Yalaviovo about items or issues where we're making requests of Hashem. And that's why the Balitosafo point out there's a difference between Alanisim and Yalaviovo. Yalaviovo is a tefillah. It is a request. It is mentioning the fact that we want to return to the former days and bring those korbanot that are appropriate on the holidays and do all the other regal. So therefore, Yalaviovo belongs inside of Bunei Yerushalayim because it's also a tefillah. Whereas by the Alanisim, which is not a tefillah, but an hodah, that belongs in the bracha of holodah, but that has reflections in davening as well, which is that in davening we add in the yalaviovo in the bracha of ritzei, in the bracha of avoda, because again, topically, it is related, whereas by alanisim we add it into the bracha of hodah, and that's why Rav Sheshit pointed out that in benching it should be no different, that the place in Me'inu Ma'ura, or the yalaviovo should be consistent that which we do in davening, which is it's in an area where we're requesting or asking for rachamim and a return to the former state of avoda in Yerushalayim. And al-Nisim should be found in the same place like it is in Yudchet. Just like it's found there in Birkat so too by benching. Now the Gemara asks, Ibalu, ma'lo Rosh Chodesh b'Birkat Amazon? Does one mention Rosh Chodesh in Birkat Amazon? And the question is formulated in the following manner. Imtim Salomar b'Chanukah d'Rabbanan lo Tzorich. If you say b'Chanukah, which is only rabbinic in nature, you don't need to say it there. There's no necessity to say it in benching. Rosh Chodesh d'Oraita Tzorich. Rosh Chodesh, which is d'Oraita, which is a Torah-required holiday, then maybe that should be included. So again, going back to what we said previously, maybe by benching, which is Doraita, there to add in a rabbinically ordained holiday would be inappropriate. But Rosh Chodesh, which is something that's min Torah, maybe that would be appropriate to be added into benching. Odilma, Kevin Delo Asur Be'asiyat Melacha, Lomit Karinan. Or maybe Rosh Chodesh doesn't rise to the level of something that is considered me'in ma'ura, and therefore you would not include it in benching because it doesn't have an isur of asiyat milacha, as opposed to yom tov or shabbat, which is asur asiyat milacha, which chodesh doesn't reach to that level, and says it doesn't reach to that level, maybe it's not qualified to be included in the benching. And as the Bali Tosfot asks over here, the Gemara in Megillah seems to suggest with regards to laning on different days, it says, Any day where extending davening or making the laning longer would cause people to go late to work, couldn't go on, and the examples they give are Tanit Sibor, Tishabav, there you only have three aliyot. On days that there's no bitul malachalam, where they're already taking off, or not going to work anyway, then they would add an additional aliyah. Kagon, Vashchodesh, Vicholoshumuleid, Korim Dalit. On those days you read four aliyot, you add additional from the laning because you're not going to impact or hurt the people's work because they're not going to work anyway. Which makes it sound like Rosh Chodesh does have an Easter Malacha associated with it. And similar with Cholomoe. Tosfot over here says that that is true. Mitzad Minhag. Midoraita, there's no Easter Malacha on Rosh Chodesh. And Midoraita, there's no Easter Malacha on Cholomoe. The reason that those two days have an Easter Malacha associated with them is because Minag Alma. Shein Rigudim Lasot Malacha. It was just a common practice that people didn't do malacha, and that's why they're called by the Gemara and Megillah days that are not associated with bitul malacha. That's how Tosafot deals with the issue over here. In the Gemara and Megillah, Tosafot over there suggests a different answer, which is that 
With regards to men, there's no Isser Melacha on Rosh Chodesh. With regards to women, many of the women had a Minog too, except upon themselves. Made it Asur Melacha, but Ishlo Pirkun is man, but Because they did not donate to the Egel, therefore they were rewarded with the holiday of Rosh Chodesh, and therefore many women had the practice, and some still today still have that practice, not to do Melacha on Rosh Chodesh. And therefore, it's a day that is considered not to be bitu malacha. It's interesting because in their day, clearly, there were not the women who were in shul, and that was not the issue of bitu malacha. But Tosfot answers that in the Gemara Megillah. And then in the Gemara in Chagiga, Tosfot also speaks about Cholom Moed and mentions the fact that even though from the Gemara in Chagiga it makes it sound like the Isra Malacha on Cholom Moed is the Oraita, nevertheless, he believes that it is Midra Banan, only rabbinic and not... Torah prescribed, and therefore that's why we have certain heterim to do things like Davar Abed and other items on Cholom Moed. And the Yisra Malacha was a rabbinically ordained Yisra Malacha in order to encourage the people to do the right thing or spend their time properly when it comes to Cholom Moed. That is in opposition to many other Rishonim, including the Ramban, many that believe that the Yisra Malacha on Cholom Moed is Deoraita, and even the Baal Yitosafot and other places make such mention. That the Yismalach is Doraita, it's just determined by the Rabbonon. It's a amorphous type of Yismalacha where the Torah granted the right to the Rabbonon. But either way, the Gemara here suggests with regards to Rosh Chodesh, and similarly in the Gemara in Arachin, it distinguishes Rosh Chodesh in this manner that it does not have Yismalacha associated with it, or it's not maybe a Mikra Kodesh, and therefore maybe it should not be included in benching. So Rav Amar Maskir, Rav says you do mention Yalav Yovah for Rosh Chodesh and Benching. Rabbi Chinina, Amar Eino Maskir, Rabbi Chinina says you don't mention it. Amrav Zrika, Nakut Rabbi Yadech. The position of Rav is more correct in this situation because the Kai Rabbi Oshaya, because you have a Brita from Rabbi Oshaya that supports that contention of Rav. The Tani Rabbi Oshaya, Yamim Sheish Ben, Karbon Musaf. There are days that have Korbanei Musaf, like Kogon Rosh Chodesh, V'cholosh and those instances, Arvit, Vishachritu Mincha, Mitpalel Shmonesre, Yudavin, three times a day. And each of those instances, Romer, Meinom, Urab, Elvoda. You add in Yalabiobo in the Bracha of Ritze, as we noted before the reason for that. Vim lo amar Makzirinoto. And if you miss it, you gotta go back. Meaning that it's a failure in the Shmonesre. If you miss Yalabiobo and Cholomoy, the Rosh Chodesh, you need to return and Davin again. Vim behem Kedusha Alakos. Those aren't days that require Kiddush. And they do need to be mentioned when you are benching. So that is like Rav, which is that we do mention Yalav both on Cholom and Rosh Chodesh when it comes to benching. You mention them in Yalav in the Brach of Bonei Yushalayim. Yamim, she'en bahem Kurban Musaf, days that do not have a Kurban Musaf, Kagon, like Sheni Bechamishi Besheni, like Monday, Thursday, Vitaniyot, Umamadot, on Monday, Thursday, Yulain, which makes them a unique day, but it's nothing really special about those days, and the Gemara will ask that in a second. Getaniyot, fast days, where you have the addition of Anenu into Shmon Esrei, and Mamadot, which were the rotating Mishmarot that they had for the Kohanim, who used to work up in the Mikdash, the Levi'im, that used to be a part of the Avodah the Mikdash, and the parts of Klal Yisrael that used to fast and lane, as described in the Gemara in Ta'anit, be the representatives of Bnei Israel with regards to the Korbanot and the Korban Tamid. So those days, there are, we'll see in a second, unique things associated with them, but first the Gemara says, Sheni v'chamishi, 
what's so unique about Monday and Thursday that you have to mention something in particular in your Shmonesrei. Ella, Sheni, Bechamishi, Vesheni, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Shel Ta'aniyot, Umamadot. We're referencing over there the days of the Taniyot, which are mentioned in the Gemara and Tanit, as to the sequences of fast days that they have for the rain. So Monday, Thursday, Monday is a sequence. We're referring to the Taniyot. It's modifying the Taniyot. It's not separate from the Taniyot. And the Mamadot. In those instances, Arvit v'shachritu mincha mitpalel shmonesrei. You dive in three times a day. Vomer me'ina me'ora. And in that case, you add in something unique to the day, which is b'shomeyat filah. And that's the addition of anenu in Shomeyat Tefillah. And that addition of anenu on Shomeyat Tefillah is done by all three Tefillot, Arvit, Shachrit, Umincha, Bimlo Amar. And if you miss anenu, En Machzirin Oto. Then you don't have to return, meaning that you don't have to daven Shemon Again, it's not a failure in the Shemon Esrei. Bein Bahem Kedushah Lakos, whether that belongs in the Girsa or not, it's not clear, but they clearly don't have any Kiddush. But if you're fasting, obviously there's no kiddish. And they have no mention in Birkat Amazon, which would also somewhat be obvious because it's a tanit, it is a fast day. Now, with regards to this, there's a very important Rashi over here who quotes the Geonim, which is that based on this Gemara, it would seem that you would say Anenu in all three Tfilot. And that has two interesting aspects to that. First of all, today, when we say Anenu, we only say it in Mincha on a fast day. Over here, would have the requirement to say it, Arvit, Shacharit, and Mincha. That's number one. Number two is, there are a number of fast days that are not 24 hours. There are fast days that only begin in the morning, and we fast during the daytime. We don't fast at night. And that's interesting, because then we'd be saying, Anenu, Biyom Tzom Daniteinu, that Hashem should answer us on this fast day, even though we're not fasting at nighttime, because you eat at night, and you're going to eat after you dive in Mariv at night, until the morning when the fast day begins. So Rashi over here notes that. But he says that that's okay because once the day enters, it is a day of ta'anit. And so therefore, since it's a day of ta'anit, it's appropriate to say it's filav ta'anit, even though one is eating at night. And he quotes the gemarot that seem to support that contention that there is this idea of a yom ta'anit. It also might also be supported by what the Mishnah Bura quotes in the Beralocha with regards to the arba ta'aniyot, the arba tzomot that we have for the churban abayit, excluding Tisha B'av, which is a 24-hour fast, that the other Taniyot really should have been 24-hour fasts, and that it's appropriate to keep the Chamesh Yim and to look at them as 24-hour fasts, even though that's not our practice, and even though we don't do that, they still have an aspect of that that is associated with them. Given that, it would also make sense to say, Aneinu, at nighttime, even though we don't do that, and we don't fast at nighttime, but since, in theory, they should have been 24-hour fasts, and we should think of them with the Chamesh Yinuyim, like Tisha B'av. Therefore, maybe you would add in additional tefillah of Anenu at night. And similarly, with regards to the fasts of the rain, even though the earlier fasts are not 24 hours, the later fasts in those sequences are 24-hour fasts. And therefore, the original ones also have an aspect of 24 hours to them, or Yom Tanit to them. That has implications with regards to the three weeks, which is when do the three weeks begin when it comes to Shiva Sarbatamus to Tisha B'av. So you might have thought that it begins in the morning of the Shiva Sarbatamus, because that's when the fast day begins. But based on what we're seeing here in the Gemara, even though you only begin fasting in the morning, the Yom Tanit, or the day of Tanit, already starts on the night before. And that means that by the three weeks, they also start from the night before, even though you're not fasting, because it's already a Yom Tanit. And that has implications with regards to a 
machloket between Moshe Feinstein, who has a tshuva with regards to someone who was going to get married on Motzei Shabbat, when Shiva Sarbatam was going to fall out on the Sunday, whether they can get married on that Motzei Shabbat. Moshe Feinstein, in general, dissuades somebody from doing that, says it's not a great idea, but in the end, he says that there's a possibility that it might be okay. So the Vajik, on the other hand, felt that it was absolutely a sewer, and one could not do such a thing because of the fact that it's already a Yom Tanit on the night of, before Teshiva Sarbit Tammuz, and because of that, there's no question that you can't get married that night, and it shouldn't even be a possibility, not even even a Shatad Chak would we allow someone to get married then, because it's clear that the three weeks have already begun, and especially, of course, in a situation where it's a Nidchet, there even Rav Moshe notes that if it was really Shiva Sarbat Tammuz and Shabbat, and it was only Nidchet to Sunday, then clearly over there, it's already the 18th when you're fasting, and that already brings you into the three weeks, and therefore just because you fast on the 18th doesn't mean that the Shiva Sarbat Tammuz didn't start already from Shabbat, from the day that was the 17th, and so because of that idea of a Yom Tanit, it has influence on the way that we look at the night before the Tanit. And that's why you would say Anenu. Then Rashi notes over here that Sof Gonim Kadvu, Arvit, Then he brings from the Gonim that our practice is not to say Anenu at nighttime, and not to say Anenu in the morning. And that is because Shemirelo Ones, Holy, O Bumus, the person might have some sickness or some hunger problem, beat om klum, and then you have to break his fast, and shakran bitfilato, and then you'll be found to be a liar in your davening, because you say, biyom tzom tanitenu in anenu. Now one solution to that is to say, biyom ze instead of yom tzom tanitenu, and that would avoid some of this problem, because then you wouldn't necessarily be lying in your tefillah. But we see here, of course, that being truthful in front of Hashem is very important. We have this in other places, like the Gemara Baba Batra, with regards to Bikurim, over there, which says that if a person comes to say Mikra Bikurim before a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that he better have the necessity and the right to say it, because when you come before a Kodesh Baruch Hu, you can't come and say false things before Hashem. You can't just make up things or present things before Hashem. And similarly, when it comes to Tefillah, we're very makbid that whatever a person says is truthful, and is honest because you're standing before God. And when you're standing before God, we don't play games, we don't say things that maybe or maybe not. We say things that are only truthful when we stand before Kodesh Baruch because that's the only appropriate thing to do. And so over here, by Anenu, they were very wary of having people say Anenu at night and in the morning because of the possibility that they might break their fast. Despite that fact, as the Ba'i Tosafot point out, the practice was that the Shlech Tzibor does say it in Shacharit, even though the Yachid does not say it in Shacharit, and that's because, as the Baitos will point out, there's got to be somebody in the community that's fasting and will make it all the way through. So for the Shats to say it in Shacharit is not a problem, because there's at least somebody in this minion, at least somebody in this group that's going to make it all the way through. But for any individual to say it, we won't let them say it until they're certain that they're going to make it through the fast. And by the time Mincha rolls around, we're pretty far through the fast that we assume people will make it to the end. And that's why we only say, or our practice is only to say, Anenu at Mincha time, even though, based on the Gemara here, and what, as Rashi describes over here, the proper time to say it is in all three Tfilot HaYom, because it is a Yom Ta'anit. So now the Gemara continues and says, Ibailuhu, mahu laskir shel Chanukah b'Musafim. Do you have to mention Alanisim in Musaf during Chanukah? Well, obviously Chanukah doesn't have a Korban Musaf associated with it, but Chanukah always coincides with Rosh Chodesh Tevet, 
and therefore there's always Musab during Chanukah time. So the question is, Since there's no Musab on Chanukah, then there's no reason to mention it in the Tfilah of Musab. Or do we say that it's a day that requires four Tfilot? And it's a day of Chanukah. And since the day has four Tfilot, whatever Tfilah that you daven on that day will be associated with Chanukah. Never you're going to mention Alanisim in it. Ravuna, Rabihuda, Damri Tavayu, Enomaskir. Ravuna and Rabihuda say that you do not mention it in Musaf because Musaf and Chanukah have nothing to do with each other. Musaf is connected to Rosh Chodesh and absent Rosh Chodesh, you wouldn't say Musaf and therefore there's no reason to say Alanisim in Musaf. Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yochanan, Amrei Tavayu, Maskir. Rav Yochanan and Rav Nachman say we do mention Alanisim in Shmon Esrei, like the second side of the question, which is that it's a day of fourth Tfilot, but the day is a day of Chanukah. And so any Tfilot you daven on that day is going to mention Alanisim, which is the practice that we have. Amrabai the Rabbi Yosef, Hadi Ravuna, Rabbi Yehuda, the Ravhu. The source for Rav Yehuda and Ravuna's position really derives from a position of Rav. Damar of Gidom Rav. So Rav Gidom Rav tells us, Rosh Chodesh Shabbat. When Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh coincide, Hamaftir v'Navi b'Shabbat. When you do the maftir on Shabbat, you don't need to mention Mikadesh Yisrael v'Roshay Chodoshim. You only mention Mikadesh Shabbat, and that is because Shemalei Shabbat in Navi Rosh Chodesh. The only reason you learn Torah is because it's Shabbat. You don't learn Torah because it's Rosh Chodesh. Had it been Rosh Chodesh during a weekday, there would be no Torah. So the only reason there's Torah is because of Shabbat, and therefore you only make the bracha on Shabbat. So the assumption being that that's similar to our case. The impetus for Musaf on Rosh Chodesh is Rosh Chodesh and not Chanukah, and therefore you don't mention Chanukah. Similar to what happens by the Aftorah, where the Aftorah is because of Shabbat, not Rosh Chodesh, and therefore you only mention Mikadesh Shabbat, you don't mention Mikadesh Yisrael, Veroshei Chodoshim. Even though, interestingly enough, the Maftir on such a situation of Shabbat that coincides with Rosh Chodesh is the Maftir of Rosh Chodesh, and the Aftorah is topically of Rosh Chodesh. Nevertheless, the Brocha is only Mikadesh Shabbat. It says, Midami, how can you compare those cases? When it comes to Haftorah, there's no Haftorah in Rosh Chodesh ever. Rosh Chodesh is just not a day of Haftorah. By Alan Yisim, you're going to say it in the other three Tfilot Just not going to say it, or possibly not going to say it in Musaf. How do you connect those two together? It's a very different situation. Over there, Rosh Chodesh is totally void of anything to do with Haftorah. That's not true by Al-Nisim. Al-Nisim will be mentioned in all the other Shmonesres of the day, so maybe it should be mentioned in Musaf. Elaha Damyo. It's more similar to another member of Rav. Damar Rav Adchodvai, Amar Rav Matno Marav. So another member from Rav, Yom Tov, Shechal Yom Shabbat. Yom Tov and Shabbat coincide. Hamavdir minavi b'mincha b'shabbat. When you do a Haftorah at the time of Mincha on Shabbat, Ein Tzarech HaZkir Shal Yom Tov. You don't have to mention Yom Tov over there. Shemalei Shabbat in Aviv Mincha. Because had it not been for Shabbat, there would be no laning of, of Haftorah or Navi in Aviv Mincha Yom Tov. At Mincha and Yom Tov time, there's no such concept. There is Haftorah on Yom Tov. And since there's Haftorah on Yom Tov, when Yom Tov and Shabbat coincide, then we do say Mikadesh Shabbat, Vizrael Vahazmanim. Because they both would have triggered the Haftorah, and therefore the Brach on Haftorah includes both of them. But by Mincha time, where the Haftorah is only generated by Shabbat, and there's no Haftorah by Yom Tov time, there, there's no requirement to mention Mikadesh Yisrael Vazmanim, only Mikadesh Shabbat by Navi and Mincha time. So now, what's interesting about this is, where we ever, never heard of such a practice of laning Haftorah by Mincha time, 
Actually, it's an explicit Gemara in Megillah that there is no Hatorah by Mincha time, because it says there, B'Sheni B'Chamishi B'Shabbat, on Mondays and Thursdays on Shabbat by Mincha time, when you lane, Korim Shlosha, you have three Aliyot, you lane the Torah, Vein Maftirim B'Navi, and there's no Hatorah. So why is the Gemara over here suggesting that there is Hatorah by Mincha time? So the Rabbeinu Tam over here answers that this is speaking about the Hocha Hainuk Tuvim. The Navi over here is not the Navi, but the practice to read the Tuvim at Mincha time on Shabbat, that's a practice that the Gemara mentions in a number of places. First of all, the ban on reading Tuvim in general on the afternoons because they didn't want people to get caught up in it and miss the drush of the Rav or not want to come for the drush of the Rav. But then they did lane in Shur, they did lane at Mincha time from the Tuvim. And so that's what the Rabbeinu Tam suggests the Gemara is mentioning over here. It doesn't really literally mean Navi. It means Ketuvim, but they're calling it Navi because it's similar to the Torah. That's an addition from outside the Torah that we add on to the laning of the day. And that's what's mentioned in the Gemara Megillah, speaking about Navi proper, and that's not said at Minchotim, or the Haftorah doesn't come for that at Minchotim. That's the Rabbeinu Tam's suggestion. Others suggest that it was a common practice to lane a Haftorah or Haftorot of Nechamot by Minchotim on Shabbat, but the practice was annulled or eliminated during some of the persecutions in the Babylonian Persian times. And once it got eliminated, that's what the Gemara Megillah is saying, is that they no longer had Haftorah or Navi by Minchotim. Although there were some, what seems like some small communities, or a number of communities that still had the original practice, either because it was never suppressed there, or because they went back to doing the old practice. And that's what the Gemara seems to be referencing to over here, that there is a Navi that's read at Minchotim. And again, the practice was only associated with Shabbat and not Yom Tov. So this is much more similar to our case now, which is that, on Yom Tov, you do have an Haftorah. It just happens to be at Mincha on Yom Tov, you don't have Haftorah. And there, when you lane for Shabbat, the Haftorah, you only mention Shabbat and not Yom Tov. And so that member of Rav is the source for what Rabbi Huna and Rabbi Huda say is true by Hanukkah as well. You will say al by the other three Tfilot. When it comes to Musaf, you're not going to mention al Now, the Bali Tosafot do note that the two memorals of Rav seem to be unnecessary. He says, first of all, by Yom Tov, on the afternoon time, you don't have to mention Yom Tov and Aftorah by Mincha time on Shabbat. And he also mentions that on Rosh Chodesh in the morning, you don't need to mention on Shabbat in the Aftorah Rosh Chodesh. And that seems to be a duplication. You could have just mentioned the Din by Yom Tov, and obviously it would have been true by Rosh Chodesh. That's what the Baal Tosvet suggests over here. It's Chad Meichlal Chaverta. It wasn't two separate memorals of Rav. Rav only said it by the Aftorah by Mincha time on Shabbat, that you don't mention Yom Tov. And from that, they also inferred that that would be true also on Rosh Chodesh by the Torah in the morning on Shabbat. And those two memro together are then the source for Rav Yehuda and Rav Huna's position with regards to Chanukah. And the Gemara concludes, The Alocha is not like any of these memro. The way Rashi explains it over here is, it's not like Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. It means that on Chanukah, where you have a Musaf, meaning on Rosh Chodesh of Chanukah, you do mention Alanisim in Musaf, which is our practice, and that was the way that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Nachman paskin. Just like one tefillah requires Alanisim, so do all the other tefillot of the day require Alanisim by Musaf. Rabbi Gidol and Rabbi Chudvai, and the two memorals here with regards to the Haftorot are also incorrect, and basically what Rashi is suggesting over here, the same is true with the Haftorah, that seemingly you would mention Rosh Chodesh on Shabbat in the morning, and you would mention Yom Tov in Shabbat in the afternoon when it comes to the reading of the Navi. The Baliyat Tosavot disagree. 
and say, Rashi shouldn't have mentioned that the rejection of Gidl over here, because the memra that we're about to bring here from Reuushu bin Levi, similar to the situation by Hanukkah, we do mention the Me'in HaMa'ura on a given day, no matter how many tefillot there are, but that doesn't necessarily require you or compel you to say that by the Haftorah, that you have to mention Rosh Chodesh by the morning Haftorah by Shabbat, because there is no Haftorah on Rosh Chodesh whatsoever. And therefore, that's our practice, as the Bayatos would suggest, and that's the way that we practice today, which is that we don't say by Haftorah on Shabbat that coincides with Rosh Chodesh. We only mention Mekadesh Shabbat, not Mekadesh Shabbat, Yisrael, Rosh Chodeshim. And if we similarly had a practice also to lane in the afternoon in Mincha time, that situation is much more akin to what we have by Alanisim on Chanukah, and therefore you might have said that the Aloha is not like that as well. But since we don't have the practice to lane at Mincha time anyway, it's not relevant to us. And the reason that the Aloha is not like Rav Yehuda and Rav Huna and Rav Chudvai, and according to Rashi, even like Rav Gido, is because Ki'adam Rav Yishuban Levi. Because this member of Yom Shuban Levi, Yom Kippurim Shechaliop Shabbat, when Yom Kippur and Shabbat coincide, Mitpalel Ni'ilat, Tzarich Leskir Shal Shabbat. When you dive in the fourth tefillah on the day of Yom Kippur, that's a tefillah that's only added because of Yom Kippur, not because of Shabbat. Despite that fact, you still have to add in about Shabbat. As Rashi says over here, that we have to say, we turn line with Yom HaManoach, with Yom HaKippurim Azeh, and the Chatima is Mekadesh Shabbat, and Yom HaKippurim. So Yom HaShinit Chayev Arba Tefillot, it's a day that is Chayav in four Tefillot. Four Tefillot means during the day. There are five Tefillot, if you include Ma'ariv. On the daytime, there are four Tefillot. And since it's a day that's Chayav in four Tefillot, every Tefillot of the day is associated with Shabbat. And therefore, you're going to mention Shabbat. Right? It says, Now we have a stira between different Alachot. You're telling us the Alachot is like Rabbi Shulam and Levi, which is influential with regards to Yom Kippur and the Ilah. It's also influential with regards to Alanisim during Musaf. On Rosh Chodesh, but the Kaimalam, we also have the Hilchatok Rova. The Loch is also like Rova, Dama Rova, Yom Tov Shechaliyot B'Shabbat. In a case where Yom Tov and Shabbat coincide, Shliach Tzibor, how you read the Fnei Teva Arvit, Enu Tzarech Laskir Shal Yom Tov. The Shliach Tzibor, who does the quote-unquote Chazarat Ashatz at Mariv on the night of Shabbat, does not need to mention Yom Tov. The reference here is to after Shmona Esrei, what's called Me'en Sheva. The small bracha that we have, and then magena vote that we say right after Shmonesre. What it's suggesting over here is when it falls out Shabbat and Yom Tov together, you only end that bracha with Mikadesha Shabbat. You don't add in Yom Tov. Shabbat, Marvit Tov. That's because had it not been for Shabbat, you wouldn't have that bracha of Me'in Sheva. Me'in Sheva is only associated with Shabbat. It's not associated with Yom Tov. Therefore, when they coincide, you only say Mikadesha Shabbat. Which seems to be in conflict or contradiction to what we just suggested here. It says, The cases are not comparable. Over there, even on Shabbat, you don't need to say the Birkat Me'en Sheba, the Charat Hashat. And the Rabbonan instituted it because of the quote-unquote dangers that were involved. As Rashi notes over here, Mazikim, the things that could endanger the people or damage the people because their were not inside of the settled areas or where people generally lived, but rather out in the fields. So Rashi claims over here that in general during the weekdays, they wouldn't come and dive in Mariv because they were busy working and they wouldn't have enough time to get out to the shul. They would dive in Mariv at home. 
Whereas on Friday night, where they weren't working, there they had time to come out to the shul, and they were worried about, some people come a little late to shul, people who tarry a little bit, and then they would be in danger when everybody was leaving, and they'd be left behind. So therefore they created a delay in the tefillah, so those people could catch up, and those people could leave together with everyone else, and that's why they extended the tefillah. It's a very similar reason that's given for the addition of Baruch Hashem, the Olam, Amen, Amen, that's added in, according to many, in Mariv, also to extend the tefillah, so that those people that came late would not be left behind in a similar fashion. So first of all, that would then make an equation between the weekdays and Shabbat and say that people did attend Mariv on weekdays as well. But we have a different delay factor on the weekdays, which we don't have on Friday night, and therefore they needed to add something else in. Or, as we saw earlier in the Gemara in Brachot, there was many places had to practice to daven early on the weekdays, and that's why the Rishonim, and even in the Gemara, they're discussing the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda and the possibility of Davin Mariv early because of this exact problem that they wanted to get back early before it fell dark and it was dangerous for the individuals to come back and therefore they daven early. But on Friday nights where they were going to make Kiddush Hayom and where they had more time, maybe they delayed there and they davened a little later. And maybe that caused the differential or again the fact the possibility that we do delay also on weekdays and therefore the Gemara says that that's uniquely associated with Shabbat. When it comes to Yom Kippur, that coincides with Shabbat, over there it's, it's because the day is a day of fourth filot, it includes Ne'ilah, and the day with fourth filot now is on Shabbat, and therefore Shabbat is relevant to all the filot Yom. It's because it's a new concept, or the day of Yom Kippur generates fourth filot, and since it's a day of Shabbat, Shabbat gets mentioned in all the fourth filot, as opposed to the Birchat Man Sheva, which is uniquely associated with Friday night. And not with Yom Tov. It seems like on Yom Tov people didn't come late to shul or they were anticipating it. They prepared early and therefore they didn't need this delay tactic and therefore it's not associated at all with Yom Tov. It's solely associated with Shabbat and therefore it uniquely has a bracha, Mikadesh Shabbat, not Mikadesh Shabbat, Yisrael Vazmanim. Now the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah and at the end of the Mishnah it says that the items that you're not allowed to light with are Lo B'Shem and Kik, V'Lo B'Shem and Tzreifa, V'Lo B'Al Yah, as Gemara is going to note over here, you have the opinion of the Tanakhama, which says you can't light with Chelev. Then you have Nachum Amadi differentiating between Chelev Mivushal, which does light well, and Chelev Sheinu Mivushal, which does not light well. And so then the Chachamim come along and say there's no difference. You can't light with either one of them. And the Gemara notes over here, that the position and they're the same. The difference between them is the Bruna Amarav below Misaime. The difference between them is what we saw back in Dav Chalaf Aleph Amar Aleph, which is that Rabuna Amarav said if you add in good oil to the Chelev Mivushal, then even the Chachamim agree that you can use it or you can light it. And that is because the whole reason you can't use Chelev Mivushal is because Atu or Gzeira that you might use Chelev and then there's another gzeira that if you add in good oils to an oil that's bad, we don't let you do that because you might come to use the oil by itself. But if you have one gzeira, which is already that chelev mivushal, is only problematic because if you add a good oil to it, we're not going to make a gzeira the gzeira. That's what Bruno Marab said over there. And therefore, if you add in olive oil to chelev mivushal, we will let you use it on Shabbat. So that's the distinction between these two opinions. One of them says that Bruno Marab is correct, and therefore... Whether it is mivushal or enu mivushal, you can't use it. But if you add an oil 
to the Mibushal, we will let you use it. And the other opinion says, even if you add an oil, we won't let you use it. And that's the difference with Loma Simon. We don't know which one is which. We don't know which whether it's the Tanakama or the Chachamim that were Matir to put the other oil in the Chalib Mibushal or vice versa. We don't know which opinion is the one that says that both Enu Mibushal and Mibushal are problematic even when you add oil into them. Even though, as the Baitos point out, that generally we say that the Tana Batra is the Osifre, that the latter Tana always comes to add, and that would suggest that the Chachamim are the ones who are adding the Isser over here. But since there are three Tanaim over here, you can't say that there's a Tana Batra that's coming to add, because they just might be responding to Nachum Madi, whereas the Tana Kama is already more Machmir, and the Chachamim are just responding to Nachum Madi. And given that, we don't know whether it's the Chachamim or the Tanakama that's more Machmir in this case. Okay, we're going to stop here by the Mishnah in the middle of Chav Dalad